Today's show is brought to you by Lightning Pod. If you have a podcast, you know that it's a lot of work. But Lightning Pod can help. We've been working with their founder, Eric Johnson, for more than a year now, and he's really helped us take the Smart Home Show to the next level. So if you're starting a new podcast or you want to make your existing podcast better, you should get in touch with Eric. Learn more at lightningpod.fm. Is there any possibility of the dog or cat hacking it and buying all sorts of goodies on Apple Pay? <laughs> Absolutely. <I'm> like, <laughs> there, there's no guarantee that the, your cat or dog will not figure it out. One time I had this dog named Zoe. She was the best dog ever. I was like, just out of college. This dog had a buddy named Boz, my roommate's dog. And one time Boz and Zoe decided to go for an adventure. And they actually got out of our house in Seattle and wandered like halfway across North Seattle. And I don't know if anyone knows Seattle. They somehow got across Aurora Highway without dying. It was an amazing thing. Like I found them like a day later. An old lady called me. Nicest old lady. I thought she was going to call me and tell me that my dog had died. And the reason I'm telling this is I couldn't imagine how different things would have been if I had a GPS-enabled, smart home integrated piece of hardware on my dog. If, they, if I knew that they'd gotten out, if I got an alert or an email, uh, things would have been a lot different. I, would have, I wouldn't have stressed out and just had to wait by the phone for uh, probably 24 hours until my dog was found. Or I got a call saying someone had found a dead dog on the side of the road. And this is one of those things that all pet owners stress out about. I mean, I've had one of my dogs killed by a car. And so one of the things I've been thinking about is how technology, smart home technology in particular, Internet of Things technology, can be used to manage pets' safety, as well as just their general care, their well-being, and their entertainment. I was at CES this January, and one of the devices I, I saw was this thing called PetCube. We've all uh, seen these connected cameras like DropCam and SimplyCam, these low-cost Wi-Fi cameras that are so cool and, and becoming an important category in the smart home. Well, now this device was a pet-centered or pet-focused network camera. And I thought it was interesting and had a, I, I talked about it probably a few months ago, had a little laser pointer on it when that was safe enough, didn't hurt anyone, that allowed you on your smartphone to play with your dog or your cat when you were away from home. A lot of them chase it. They can hear you and chase this little red dot and you can watch it and, and <laughs> entertain yourself as well as them. But that was interesting to me. So clearly there's a trend here. And so for this podcast, I have a conversations with a couple folks uh, at this intersection point, at this intersection between the smart home and pets. First up is my conversation with Carlos Herrera, the CEO of PetNet, which makes a connected dog food dispenser. Now that sounds like it may be fairly straightforward. Hey, this thing dispenses dog food. This thing analyzes the consumption rate, whether or not you need to order food, it'll actually order food for you. It's optimized for the size of your dog. It's just fairly interesting. And I think just understanding and controlling and being able to manage the feeding of your dog is a fairly important thing. And applying new technology towards that will be something to look at. My second conversation is with Ben Jacobs, the CEO of Whistle, which makes a essentially what is a Fitbit for dogs. They also have a a GPS-connected dog collar device that goes on their collar. And these two products uh, are interesting to me. I, I, they're things that I think both have interest, interesting applications, obviously, one for safety, one for just kind of managing your pet's health and wellness. So, hey, if you're a pet owner, then this is a podcast for you. If you're interested in smart home and pets, this is even better. 
as we talk about this intersection between these two spaces. So I hope you enjoy this. As always, you can find more Smart Home shows at technology.fm, or you can find Smart Home Show in the usual podcast spaces, just, you know, your app, whatever app you're using. If it's your iPhone podcast player or if you're on Android, if you're using Overcast from Marco Arment, maybe you can find us on that. Who knows? Just look for the Smart Home Show and uh, add us if you haven't already added us. As always, thanks for listening, guys. And here's my conversation with Carlos Herrera of PetNet. Hey, well, Carlos, I had a, a dog once um, that we got it. It got into the garage and it got into our its dog food bag and it basically kept eating to almost died. It, like it, it just wouldn't stop. I don't think dogs have this ability to kind of know when there's it's time to stop eating. I think you can maybe help with that. Yeah, absolutely. I think you know one of one of the things pet owners don't realize is that overfeeding is a is a pet owner problem, right? They actually control the portions and control how much and when their pets should be eating. But just like you said, their dog or cat, they'll keep eating until it's gone. <laughs> and with your pet feeder, which is from your company, PetNet, um, basically you're measuring all sorts of stuff. You have all sorts of sensors built, sensors built into this thing. It's not just a, you know, it just doesn't drop more food. It actually is telling you all sorts of things about your pet's eating habits. That's right. It's um, so the, the smart feeder it is filled with sensors, and the sensors are great. You know, they they learn about your pet's eating behavior. Um, they learn about the type of food you're feeding your pet, and we also learn about you, the pet owner. Um, and with all that data that the device is is um, capturing, we try to guide you, the pet owner, to feed the right amount of food for your pet and feed your pet the right recipe as well so it's all it's all about curation for us and it's, it's all about getting you to feed your pet the right food you know, most pet owners end up feeding their pet the wrong type of food the wrong type of ingredients if you will and they end up overfeeding their pet so we we help we ask the, the system will ask you through the iphone app um, the, the the mobile app it'll ask you a set of questions that will get you through the curated experience and and put you in a position where you're feeding your pet the best food possible for your budget. I mean, most dog food that you buy, I think, has like been sitting around forever, right? I mean, by the time it gets to my house, it's probably been in the in kind of the supply chain for like six months to a year. Like, isn't it kind of crazy long? Yeah, it's actually it's actually pretty scary how how long food sits in warehouses. Um, you know, pets aren't considered they don't have the same rights that humans do. So the FDA doesn't oversee pet food. And what happens is a lot of this pet food ends up in warehouses while it's going through distribution. The main reason it's in warehouses for so long is because the distributors really have no insight as to where the customers are. Um, They really just deliver food as they receive orders. Um, So they have no visibility into what's happening in the home. And with with the smart feeder, we actually provide um, predictive analysis as to when you're going to need the next bag of food. And that little piece of information is going to help us shrink that supply chain from, you know, six to six months to a year down to three months. And the positive effect of that is that food is going to, uh, the food we sell through our service is going to have less preservatives. It's going to be more natural ingredients and you're going to go from, um, 40 ingredients, you know, 30 of which you don't even know what they are, down to 10 ingredients that you can read and understand. 
So it's all for us. It's all about healthier, um, more fresh food for your pet. You know, you have this interesting product that is a connected feeder, has all this information. I think you you've talked about a bowl. You're also going to be coming out with a kind of a smart bowl, but you you called yourself a smart home company. And you do have connectivity in, in these, these devices that can allow it to connect to the cloud. I mean, how do you see these things fitting in, these connected pet feeders, into the, the smart home? Well, what's nice is, you know, about 70% of U.S. households own at least one pet. And um, that trend actually um, spreads around the world, um, you know, that, that same ratio, it's, it's in most, most countries you see out there. So pe- people on the planet, they, they love their pets. Um, and what happens is, you know, to properly feed your pet, it actually takes a lot of research. Um, you have to, you have to be really savvy about how to read ingredient labels. You have to be really stringent about how you dole out portions. Um, you have to be pretty strict about how you buy food and, all these things just end up being kind of a big burden for pet owners. And, you know, with the devices inside of the home, with the ability to extract uh, valuable information that we learned, that the devices learned about your pet and about you, and um, having the ability to process all this data in the cloud, we actually take all that and provide you with a very easy to understand, very convenient experience where, you know, in, in the kind of in the current state of things, you would have to do this research on your own. We we do the analysis for you, and instead of you going out and figuring out what type of protein is best for my breed of dog, we just tell you what it is, and we show you kind of the, the recommended formulas that makes that make the most sense for your pet. And we even do the price shopping for you. So we say, okay, let's figure out what the budget is for this pet owner, and let's let's find them the best food for his budget. Um, and we got, so effectively the system will guide you to the best possible food for your budget. And what that was ends up being is added years to your pet's life. You know, on empirical data shows that uh, if you feed your pet the right amount of food and you feed them the right type of food, they'll on average live two years longer. You know, I've seen a lot of uh, what I call point product device makers that are coming into the the smart home from different different angles. What can you integrate with the the bigger platforms that connect things? So are you guys having conversations with the likes of, you know, an Apple for HomeKit or a Google Works with Nest? Because I would think that it would make sense at some point to integrate these connected feeders into the broader smart home, you know, because there's probably some level of communication, coordination you can have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so both of the smart feeder and smart bowl uh, will be HomeKit products, and they will also be Apple HomeKit, that is. And they will also be works with Nest products, so we are um, we're integrated with both, and you know that that gives us a few different things. And um, with Nest, it gives us the ability to integrate with things like the drop cam, so you can get visual confirmation that your pet was fed, because that that's important to some people is to know for, you know visually that their pet was fed. Um, through Apple HomeKit, we get the ability to to integrate into the Apple platforms. And there's a few out there that, you know, the, one of the most interesting ones is uh, Apple, Apple pay where um, we want, what we want is for you to have kind of the easiest experience when buying food. So when you buy food, really just um, provide your, your fingerprint and it'll come in, it'll come in a shift in the mail straight to your door. 
And it, it does this all automatically, so you don't have to worry about running out of food. The system will manage the inventory, and as you're running low, it'll order food for you. It'll, it'll send you an alert to your phone, and it'll ask you to, to thumb in the transaction, and you're all set to go. Is there any possibility of the dog or cat hacking it and buying all sorts of goodies on Apple Pay? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> there, there's no guarantee that the, your cat or dog will not figure it out, but we do have um, a lot of anti-tamper features. For instance, on the smart feeder, we have a button, a manual feed button, and it's there for convenience so that if you're in front of the feeder, you just push the button. Uh, well, you know, savvy cats and dogs will figure out that that is the button you have to press to push um, and have food dispensed. So what we do is we allow the pet owner to disable the button through through the iOS app um, so that, you know, they can make their, their device more, more pet-proof. And we, we had a bunch of pet-proofing features um, so that the pet can't, you know, tip the device over or chew on the cable and things like that. And there's a a bunch of things that we learned kind of through through analyzing the current feeders that are out there and the pain points that people had with those feeders, those auto feeders. And we fixed all those problems so that when um, we had a device that um, did what it was supposed to do, plus, uh, you know, made it very difficult for the pets to, uh, um, to break in. You talked about Apple Pay and, and integrated with HomeKit and works with Nest. One of the uh, one of the services you you told me earlier that you're not integrating with is Dash Replenishment Services. Dash Replenishment Services from Amazon, and that's their, you know, connected device IoT centric replenishment service. And talk a little bit about that. Why you why you decided to have basically build your own replenishment service? Sure. Um, you know, for for us, it's it's more than just shipping a bag of food to the pet owner. You know, that that's definitely a part of the problem that we're looking to solve, but it's not the whole problem. And what we feel is that the the pet owner and the modern consumer in general, they're looking for a curated experience. They they want um, a service or someone or something to do all the heavy lifting. And and in this in in the pet space, when it comes to feeding your pet, the heavy lifting has to do one with figuring out the right food for your pet, two figuring out how much food your pet should be eating per meal. And then the literal heavy lifting of, I don't want to go to the pet store and buy a big bag of food and either walk home or, you know, lug it into my car. It's, it's, those are the sorts of things that Amazon Replenishment Services really doesn't focus on. They really only focus on getting food to your home, and we're trying to get you the right food. Um, so it's kind of the main difference. And, you know, it's kind of the philosophy that we're going after, nothing, nothing more. But um, ultimately, you, you will receive a, a bag of the right food uh, for your pet and, you know, the experience um, will extend. It's not just, in, it doesn't end in the box for us. You, you know, you have um, kind of a interesting uh, guidance through the app, et cetera. So you, you, you'll have more than just have, having the food delivered to you. There's a collection of different smart home centric dog companies that have kind of popped up in the last few years. You guys, um, you talked a little bit about video cameras and then at, at CES, I talked to a company called PetCube. Um, obviously there's whistle. We're kind of, you know, almost as acting as Fitbit for dogs. So can, you, can you talk a little bit about, you know, are, is there kind of this rat pack? Are you guys talking to each other and uh, looking toward coordinate at all? Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
we've we've talked to both TechCube um, and Whistle, uh, you know, both great companies, and it, it's interesting because there there's this you know phrase you know kind of the quantified self, and I think we're all trying to quantify the pet, um, and there's a higher level because they're sure you know capturing data is interesting and fun, but I think what we're all trying to go after is happiness and and better health for the pets and I think you know we our company's focusing on the consumption side of the equation um you know um, pet is focusing on on um the the ability to monitor your pet remotely and and play with them remotely and you know whistles focusing on activity and measuring that activity and guiding guiding the pet owner into you know getting getting your pet active. So I think together we're stronger than we are apart, and we're we're talking about integrating. We've been actively talking for um, more than a year, so it's, it's definitely going to happen. What are some kind of future scenarios you see by integrating smart home or IoT technology into kind of the, the pet the pet the pet care things that you guys are whiteboarding that you could see down the road that uh, you aren't necessarily rolling out in products today? Yeah, so you know, part a big part of figuring out the right portions for your cat or dog has to do with how active they are. So you could imagine um, measuring the activity for that day would actually make the portions that are being dispensed dynamic. So you you would be feeding your pet the right amount of food on every meal. You know, most people feed their pet um, you know two cups no matter what, whether they were lazy and just sitting at home or active and playing at the park. Um, so it's, it's one of those things where you can really get dynamic. Um, and, you know, there's, there's other pieces to this in that, you know, for our devices, and uh, for instance, we, we can play an active role in, in, in the security of the home in that we have sensors that are touching the floor. So you can actually say, okay, well, if I feel vibrations on the floor when you know, the Nest thermostat is telling me that there's no one home, then you can start to see how we can affect the occupancy state of a of a security model and things like that. So there it's interesting, you know, our, our product is was designed to feed your pet and to give you this ultimate convenience, but there is this residual um integration that we can go after and a lot of things you just don't know until you start talking with to someone who has a different perspective, but we've we found some interesting use cases for sure. How do you handle two dogs or two cats or multiple cats off of one feeder? Does that get more infinitely, infinitely more difficult? You know, it's it's one of those problems that we don't we don't intend to solve. <laughs> it's a it's a pet owner problem that has been around for ages, and um, you know the way pet owners handle that use case now is they they feed their pets at the same time in opposite sides of the room or in separate rooms altogether. Um, when we first started, you know, we went through seven iterations of our device before we went to market with it. And the first version had everything. It had a camera, it had a video monitor. You could communicate with your pet. It had a retractable drawer so that, you know, the right pet could be eating. Um, and you know, there's, there's so many issues there, but the reason we got rid of the retractable bowl was for safety issues, right? It's like, great, you can, you can feed the right pet at the right time, but now you have the danger of, you know, having their snout caught on the retractable bowl. Um, and there, you know, there's, there's obviously very clever ways that you can, we call it deconfliction, that you can deconflict the right pet, but 
value proposition wise, it's not one of those things that um, really makes a lot of sense for what we're going after, which is feeding your pet the right food, uh, the right portion, and getting you food delivered to your home. So at the core, we're focusing on those things. And you know, there's there's a million use cases where you you'll have a small percentage of the pet owner population say, "Hey, I really need this feature," and we think about these things all the time. But some some solutions are are uh, more difficult than than they're worth to solve. And and humans do a, re- a really good job of figuring these things out on their own. All right. So, what kind of dog do you have? <laughs> I have a beagle. Um, it's, his name is Underdog. It's actually <laughs> named after the cartoon character. That's pretty awesome. So I, I imagine that underdog is using your feeder. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And, you know, we we learned a lot of uh, anti-tamper-proofing techniques through. Uh, he's kind of like our black hat guy. <laughs> you know, he'll try to break into it, and then we'll design things around it to try to get it, keep him out. <laughs> is he compensated for his work or just through food? It's it's food. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I didn't know if he's an know, officer. Maybe he got some stock options or something in the company. I didn't know. You know, that's that's interesting. Um, something we might have to do. <laughs> Hopefully, he's not listening. Hey, Carlos, uh, where can people find PetNet? Um, so, PetNet, you, know, you can find uh, through our website at www.petnet.io. Um, you can. We're currently running a beta in the United States. You can apply for one of these beta invitations. Um, and you know, if we go from there, we, we're focusing on pet owners currently that have iOS devices and eventually we'll open it up to Android users as well. And we'll, we will be able to buy the product in, uh, probably in retail by the end of the year? That's correct. We're, we're focusing currently on making sure the whole system works flawlessly and um, around third quarter of this year, we will be selling through retail channels and also through our website. Hey, thanks for spending some time and talking to me about Underdog and, and PetNet, too. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, that's the end of part one of this podcast, the first interview with Carlos Herrera. If you want to find out more about PetNet, just go to PetNet.io. You can find out about them there. The Smart Home Show is brought to you by Next Market Insights, the leading market research and consulting firm around consumer IoT and smart home. You can find out more about Next Market Insights by just going to nextmarketoneword.co. All right, up next, our conversation with Ben Jacobs, the CEO of Whistle. Well, I, I'm really kind of interested to hear about how smart home and Internet of Things and wearables can all kind of come together to possibly to manage and interact and interweave pets into our lives um, to kind of make them healthier and happier. And I think that's something you probably think a lot about. Yeah, absolutely. At Whistle, we're really focused on using technology more broadly, both hardware and software, to help take better care of our pets um, and provide healthier, uh, happier years with their owners. You know, we build devices like the Whistle Activity Monitor, which tracks a pet activity, allows owners to check in from wherever they are, the Tag Pet Tracker that allows you to do that and make sure if they run away, you can follow them around the neighborhood. And we've seen really great uh, excitement from owners across the country and and many of those are connected home or home security consumers who are watching their pet and engaging with them as well as uh, other pieces of information in the areas of life they care about. Yeah, you guys have a couple products. Um, you have your, your whistle activity monitor. You also have the tag location monitor. And I know that you guys were over at the, the security conference in Vegas uh, a week or two ago. And the security guys are really interested in this idea of, okay, how can I integrate 
activity tracking and also location tracking of pets into what we're doing with security. Yeah, that's exactly right. Whistle has announced a partnership on the tag product with Alarm.com. I think it's a really good example of that. As Alarm.com powers so many great resellers of security systems across the country, many of their homeowners are asking, I also love my pet. I love my kid. I love my uh, grandparent. How can I bring information on these items in my life into the platform? And what Whistle and Tag offer is a way to do that seamlessly in a single experience. Uh, you know, I think there's a real analogy between ADT's partnership with Life360 and the investment they announced recently. Extending ADT's traditional home security that was in four walls outside the home and tracking the things you love wherever they go. I think the numbers, I think you talked about, uh, you know, one in eight or so dogs are lost or one in 10 dogs are lost per year, which is kind of crazy. And so if there's like a way to use technology to kind of find them or to find them, I think is great. And I, I would imagine um, that's what you guys are doing with, with the with the tag in particular. Yeah, that's exactly right. One in eight dogs are, are out every year for 24 hours. And, you know, many, many owners know that fear and anxiety. The dog gets out and your, your kid is screaming and you're desperately trying to find the pet around the neighborhood. Um, you know, fortunately, many of those pets are found, but sadly, a, a good portion ultimately hit shelters and never get home. And, and some of those do get, you know, hit by a car or another sad scenario. And they, they drive behind tag is really to never have a family have to go through that. Uh, you know, when you talk to folks like the ASPCA or humane societies across the country, we all agree, as does Whistle, that microchipping is one preventive solution for that, but it's really a passive solution. And what tag and, and Whistle, the platform, bring is more of a proactive solution. If you're lucky enough to bring them to work, you'll be notified right away and be able to track them just like you can with Find My iPhone and other services consumers are getting so used to. I think by applying smart home alerts and Internet of Things alerts, where you're kind of notified instantly through an app, I mean, that could be fairly real time. You know the dog's out. You know that he's he's lost. You could probably see where he is, and you can probably find that out on your phone. I think you're right. That's, that's one area of potential integration. You know, TAG does already have home breach alerts. So if your dog gets out of a safe zone, we do alert you to that, and that's one great offering we provide. But I think you're right in saying, what are the opportunities in tying these network sensors together, and how can I have even heightened information about my pet through these connections? You know, one example we've talked about to security companies, I think this is an example of what's potential tomorrow versus today, but in the event of a home fire, one of the key concerns for many pet owners is where is my pet in the house? And as the fire truck pulls up and you're desperately trying to get that pet safely out of the home, knowing specifically which room and even which corner of that room that dog was last in is a huge opportunity to save pets' lives. You know, when you think about dogs' comfort, you know, I had this person at, I, I think it was a South by Southwest, talked about how they're think, trying to think of thermostats in a different way and how you can maybe take sensors like wearables and understand what your comfort level is. And it may not have anything to do with the temperature of the house, but it just knows that you're not necessarily comfortable. Is there some way we can adjust something in the house? Have you thought about this? You know, the future and, you know, if you take something that measures a dog's comfort level for whatever, you know, abstract thing that may be and then how you can kind of bring in and integrate with the home, be it some sort of like feeding mechanism or, or just temperature control. Are those scenarios you guys are thinking about and how you can maybe do that in the future? Funny the example you use is a temperature sensor. We actually have included a temperature sensor on our second generation TAC product shipping now. It's really a first of its kind. It has location activity tracking and an external thermistor as well to know if the dog is overheating or overcooling. Uh, we're very fortunate to be talking to you uh, from the Bay Area. It's not an issue that 
my dog Duke has to deal with too much. But when we've heard from so many consumers in the East Coast, especially in the brutal winter uh, they experienced last year. And so we're really excited about bringing that to bear on the device itself. And I think you're right as you think about other sensors around the home and tying that together, whether that's humidity or temperature sensing or, again, a fire alert or CO2 alert. Just like childcare, many pet owners and really pet parents are worried about the complete picture information to ensure their pet is healthy and safe. You guys have focused on dogs specifically, and I know that there's probably some people who sneak these things, the whistles, onto to cats, but why did you focus on dogs? Yeah, we've got about 10%, uh, maybe a little bit higher of our user base using the product off-label, so to speak, for cats. Uh, and we obviously love that. are really excited about ensuring cats stay uh, healthy and safe as well. I whistle, we have focused on dogs in large part because we are trying to build a data platform that can really help the entire industry, whether it's veterinarians or pharmaceutical companies or nutritional companies, provide the best care for our pets. And to do that, you have to go a little bit deeper under the hood and not just say dogs broadly, but what about golden retrievers? What about seven-year-old golden retrievers with this diet and this geography? And so we want to have a data science uh, population that we can focus on, and, and so we started with dogs. I think it's also what we've seen from many great companies in the pet space um, companies from the Mars and Nestle Purinas of the world um, who have focused on dogs first and extended to cats or vice versa. And, and we do think you'll need cat-specific solutions when you think about outdoor and indoor cats versus what we've built for dogs and, and purpose-built for a dog collar. You know, a lot of the vertical device categories, the standalone devices within the smart home, have been fairly promiscuous, you know, they've, they've, with integration around different platforms, right? So if you're creating a, a light bulb and all of a sudden you get the call from Apple, you want to integrate with HomeKit, and then you'll maybe talk to okay. Nest and integrate with Works with Nest. I'm wondering if you're you're doing those types of conversations, having those types of conversations, because I would think you'd want to integrate with these different platforms over time. Yeah, I think as any young company in the space, you do want to be having conversations with all of the potential emerging platforms, whether that is Google's Nest or Apple. Um, or Samsung SmartThings platforms, uh, or others that are emerging. Um, you know, even home security vendors we've discussed, uh, whether that's folks like Alarm.com or Vivint, or traditional cable companies like Comcast or Time Warner. Really, everyone's trying to get a lens into this platform of the future. And as Whistle, you know, our goal is to be the deep provider for pet owners. And if you want to. Uh, you know, go specifically about care for your pet, you'll come to the Whistle app. But if you just want a quick, quick glance of your pet is home safe or maybe their level of activity for the day. Um, we are open and currently exploring different partnerships in that regard of how to best service that information on the right screens at the right time. You talked before, before we started recording, about how vets are using your information, and there's an aggregation amount of data that they, they're using for research purposes. And it reminded me a little bit of Research Kit, right? So I started to think, is the Whistle platform essentially a research kit for pets, I mean, is that is that kind of going too far, or do you think that there's some similarities there? I think there's a very interesting analogy there, and, and we absolutely agree. And I think aspirationally, where we'd like to head is having this broad population shared with specific research organizations around the world. Uh, you know, we think that Whistle already has today with over 100,000 pet owners using the platform. We have the largest database of uh, information, activity, and location on dogs in domestic environments in the world. And so whereas before, at great universities like University of Pennsylvania or North Carolina State or UC Davis, um, or if you're a pharmaceutical company um, like Azoetis or formerly Novartis, uh, you'd have to do very limited research studies with maybe 12 or 24 or even up to 100 dogs, but in, in lab environments. Uh, you know, and if, whether you're testing new flea and tick medication or arthritic medication or something more serious like epilepsy, you didn't have access to a broad population of dogs in the environments in which they actually live. 
And the goal with Whistle is to you know, provide a great consumer experience that answers that real need. I don't want to lose my dog. I want to keep them healthy and safe, but ultimately leverage that data to improve the care of pets around the world over time. All right. So I want to look a little bit into the future. I don't know if it's a, uh, a robot dog walker that you, you maybe envision, but what are some uses of technology um, where you think will be applied towards care of pets and, and management of pets and interaction with pets that we'll see over the next 10 years? What are some things you guys are thinking about? Wow. Big question. 10 year time frame. I think, you know, when you think these devices, they're obviously going to get smaller and smaller and battery life is going to improve, which is a huge benefit to anyone building connected devices, um, whether the pet industry or otherwise. You know, when we think about 10 years from now, it's less about what the device looks like and it's more about what is the overall experience for a pet owner and how do we improve outcomes um, for both them and the pet. And, you know, one scenario I often talk about to our team is when you walk into a veterinarian in five or 10 years, how is that conversation different than it is today? And for any pet owner, it sounds like you said Ellie is the name of your dog? Ellie, yeah. Yeah, well, when you go with Ellie today, if you're like most pet owners, hey, you may be having gone in a couple of years, but you're reacting to a, a recent issue, whether that's gastrointestinal or pain, you're kind of flying blind as the owner and just want to ensure that you can provide the best care for your pet, usually uninsured in the U.S. And so you're facing a bill and you're not even sure what to do with the blood work. You know, the goal with Whistle is five, ten years from now, you'll be intelligently alerted of when you should go to the veterinarian. Uh, that information will automatically be shared with your vet. You'll have a clean record of not only the, you know, the meds and vaccines you had from the veterinarian, but the medications and food you've been feeding your dog in the interim. And you'll be able to provide a much better outcome for both you and, most importantly, your pet. Uh, and that's what we're really excited about. And we think hardware is required for that, um, and certainly software and data platforms are as well. All right, I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna give you an elevator pitch. Tell me if I'm insane. Siri for dogs, crazy. <laughs> Siri for dogs. So this is the this is the up collar. You mean? Yeah, the movie Up has a as a collar that. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, very fun as he chases after squirrels and tells a squirrel as he chases them. You know, it's a request we've gotten to have feedback <laughs> vocal from the pet. Um, and I do think there's an emotional nudge element when folks get a notification from Whistle, even that. Um, Buster has hit his goal for the day or Ellie's got outside his home zone and you need to run home and, and see if you can find Ellie because it does feel like the dog's speaking to you a bit. But I don't think you'll see um, uh, you know, voiceover actors hired by Whistle anytime soon. Well, you know, it's, it's funny. And this was just a headline glance I had this week where um, dogs can recognize the, the motion or kind of like emotionally react to uh, the glances or the, you know, as we look at them. But more seriously, I know that there are um, – uh, facial recognition technologies that know whether it's a human versus a dog that some consumer level connected camera users makers are using today. Do you think that we'll get to the point where there'll be um, visual recognition technology? Uh, and this is maybe getting out of whistles comfort zone or kind of what you guys are doing from a product perspective, but more broadly, if you're looking at this where, you know, there'll be just technology that can recognize visually uh, the state of the, you know, the, the dog's health or, or just kind of their emotional state that maybe sends you alerts. I know if that's getting a little bit out of kind of the into the, the fringes a little bit, but just kind of wondering where that might be going. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's a really interesting question. My co-founder, Steve, is a type 1 diabetic, and given he's grown up with diabetes and has a you know continuous glucose meter and you know effectively devices that keep him alive, we talk a lot about what data you can get from the body versus what data you can get off of the body, whether through other sensors in your home or cameras. I do think, given that experience, um, and, and it applies, of course, in the case of pets as well, you're always going to need some device on the pet to really have meaningful information. I, I think that cameras 
And again, the temperature sensors, others off of the dog can provide ambient information as well that uh, I would say adds on to that base. But Whistle's belief is, is, you know, having that device on the collar is the most important place to be and providing a 24-7 picture of your pet. All right. This has been a lot of help, and I'm looking forward to maybe uh, getting one of these onto Ellie and having her uh, maybe become a, you know, a dog we understand a little bit better. Uh, we'd love to hear that. Well, um, <laughs> look forward. Thanks for taking the time. Well, that's my conversation with Ben at Whistle. You can find Whistle at Whistle.com. Find out more about them. And this ends the Bring Your Pets to the Smart Home Day, a very special episode on the Smart Home Show uh, where we talk about pets and how they will fit in to Smart Home. So hope you enjoyed this. As always, find more Smart Home Shows at technology.fm. Go to thesmarthomeshow.com. That'll take you there. Or just find us in your favorite podcast app. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll talk to you soon.